Welcome to Talking Sense. I'm Mark Osorio. And I'm Teresa Arago. We're financial advisors, and if there's one thing we understand, it's that money can be confusing. So get ready, because we're breaking down what you don't know about money today on Talking Sense. So if you're in your 20s or 30s, or as a matter of fact, just any investor that believes in buying low, but you've been a little bit scared because you think that there might be a recession or something coming down the road, which makes you a little skeptical, then we've got a question for you. How much for the bear? No, I'm not talking about the 800-pound furry animal with big teeth and claws that's going to get you. Yeah, (laughs) no, no, but just something just as scary, which is the current bear market, which has seemingly eaten 20 to 35 percent of your investments for a yummy pre-hibernation snack. And for investors that believe in buying these dips, this market is actually a great opportunity. And and that's really what we're talking about today. Yeah. Yeah. So the the whole concept is that investors believe in buying at discounted prices. And that's ultimately what some call buying the bear. Right. So as the stock market keeps going down, people keep investing into it in order to increase their profit margins. So as they're doing that, uh, right now we're in a situation where the stock market just seems to keep going a little bit lower and lower and lower. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has so far this year, with the exception of a couple of months. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> I think it's got some people wondering, right, like how yes. how much you know, am I paying for the bear? I've had many clients who say, do I need to keep adding because it feels like everything's just falling apart? So I'm putting in money and I have less every single month. But there is some method to this madness as long as you're not ready for retirement and you've got some time. So how do you really deal with that and how do you do that well and what not to do are some of the things we're going to talk about today. Yeah. So a couple of things that we just want to talk about and in this show, we are very good about just providing education that way. You know, if you're not, uh, this isn't a concept that you're familiar with, you know, just catching you up to speed. So first of all, what is a bear market? So a bear market is defined by a sustained period of downward trending stock prices. It's often triggered, they'll call it an official bear at about 20% um, from near term highs. So what that means is it hit a high point and it's down 20% from that. That's what defines a bear. Often bear markets are found in the midst of a recession, which we've not officially been labeled a recession so far. And there's many factors that don't indicate that. Often with a recession, you've got high unemployment and you've got some other pieces to it as well. But if you've got that 20 percent drop, they can call it a bear market regardless of the recession. Yes. And that's what a lot of people don't know is that, you know, in a recession, uh, you know, or with bear markets, you know, a lot of times that, you know, you see those accompanied by each mm-hmm. other, but not always. Yes. All right. So in our most current bear market, which happened in March of 2020, right, it left a lot of brave people at the back at that point mm-hmm. with uh, great hopes, right, because they re- got really high rewards in a very short period of time. Well, and I think many of us knew that this was kind of a, a black swan event. It was something that was out of the blue and would recover fairly well. Most people were confident in that. So mm-hmm. it was a lot easier, I think, at that point for people to say, I'm going to add to it. Yeah. I, I got a lot of calls from clients who were younger saying, hey, what do you think? And mm-hmm. then I'd have to be you know, very clear with them about what they don't need to do in those markets and, yeah. and coach them a little bit that way. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, that, I think that's probably where we got kind of uh, some of the inspiration for for this right here. But just to recap, 
what happened in that bear market, right? So the S&P 500 was down about 34%, uh, but it rebounded in less than a month afterwards. Mm -hmm. And it only took five months to completely recover. Yes. And this is, there's a huge risk of the effects of the duration of the pandemic that people were taking. You know, they, they mm -hmm. certainly couldn't guarantee that the market would recover that quickly if they were getting invested. Um, but we had been 11 years without a bear market prior to the pandemic, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So maybe there wasn't a huge recency bias, right, mm -hmm. which you know we've talked about before, that that's something something bad or good happening recently and that kind of giving you the motivation, right, to act in a certain way, right? So, yeah, it had been a long, long time since we'd had a sustained bear market where, mm -hmm. you know, people were really, really anxious or nervous. So, yes. yeah, so I think people were pretty eager to, to latch on to that. And if you go back that 11 years to the last time we saw something like that, 2007 and 2008, the S&P was down 57 percent and it took 17 months for that one to recover or excuse me, for that to end. And then 49 months total to fully recover. Mm -hmm. So there have been many and from 1947 to 2022, there have been 14 separate bear market cycles. Mm -hmm. Most of them are lasting anywhere from one month to 1.7 years. So if you think about a younger investor, even if it lasted as long as the longest one, right. it, two years and you're running again, exactly. uh, which is healthy for the market. A lot of people don't realize the mm -hmm. market needs the ups and downs to stay healthy. Mm -hmm. And an example I, I explained to some of my clients that they can remember is GameStop. Yeah. Remember, the price got inflated artificially and it had to balance back out at some point. A lot of what we've seen this year has been some of that or mm -hmm. not a lot of it, but some of that has been caused by just a need to return to the mean. Right. And then some of it is certainly market volatility. It has to do a lot, a lot with balance with those other bear markets. You know, what we typically saw was a, a decline in the S&P 500 between 20 to about 57 percent. Mm -hmm. So, you know, pretty substantial. If you think about losing over half of your investments, you know, it's, a, it's a pretty big deal. But with a lot of investors nowadays, you know, there's a lot of retail investors now, right? Mm -hmm. So people that have, you know, their accounts with, uh, you know, brokers that allow them to just direct their own trades and do that kind of thing. It's not, uh, it's not completely just institutional, right? Mm -hmm. With that, there's even, you know, a bigger uh, probability that the, the markets are going to be unbalanced, right? And then, mm -hmm. you know, creating the need for a correction or something like this, like a bear market to happen. Uh, so of the 25 bears, our bear markets, right, since 1928, only 14 have coincided with recessions, right? So that's just a little over half. Right. So, you know, just because there's a bear doesn't mean there will be a recession. Now, don't hear us saying there won't be. There's a lot of data to indicate that we likely will see one soon. But what we're trying to get at is if you're younger, this is more of an opportunity than a risk if you handle it right. And again, going back to just are the demographics of this, right? If you are 30 or under, chances are that this is the biggest bear market that you have invested in. And a similar kind of note, if you're 50 or older, or if you're under 50, excuse me, this is the highest inflationary period you've ever lived in. And I think the two kind of have a double whammy effect for investors. They've mm -hmm. got you know, less buying power, and they're seeing their investment values fluctuate. And I mm -hmm. want to be clear, it's your investment value, not your investments. Nobody's going and stealing your shares. It's just the value of those shares is depressed. So if you're buying more shares during this time, the market recovering can happen really efficiently for you. Here's a few things that we are just going to talk about, which 
you know, I, I think it's probably the, the, all the things that you mentioned to yeah. your clients that were calling in, you know, during March of 2020 in the pandemic and saying, OK, yeah, I want to put all my money in. Right. Mm-hmm. So here's some do's and some don'ts right? that we want to make sure that you have in your back pocket that way as you navigate through this. If you are buying the bear or if you're listening to us now and considering buying the bear, then, you know, something that uh, you will want to keep in mind. Yes. And I'm just going to start with a somewhat dramatic one. For the love of all that is good and holy in this world, please do not invest your emergency savings. You do not want to have to pull back out during this time Mm -hmm. to pay for something Mm -hmm. that you could have used emergency savings for. And especially with inflation and, and, or excuse me, interest rates having risen, there are tons of money market accounts that actually pay a little bit of interest now. Whereas a year ago you were getting, you know, (laughs) 0.0001%. I just saw an advertisement the other day for three or 4%. So there's no reason to invest funds that you're going to need in the short term. The other day I just, I bought a three month CD for 3.85% interest. Yes, that's that's insane when you consider literally a year ago that was not possible. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of the the beauty, the only good that comes out of these interest rate increases, mm-hmm. you know, is that yes, debt is more expensive, but also your interest is going to be higher on things that you do like CDs or money market accounts. Yeah. So becoming basically a debt investor instead of an equity investor. Exactly. Yeah. Um, another thing you don't want to use it, do is use credit cards or take out loans to free up cash to buy the bear. Mm-hmm. So don't go get a home equity loan so that you can invest it. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Definitely. And also, you know, don't invest the money instead of paying off high interest uh, you know, debt or credit cards or anything like mm-hmm. that. Like if you are on a debt snowball payment plan, right, and you're putting extra money, right, beyond not uh, beyond just the minimum payment, mm-hmm. then don't take that extra payment that you're making and all of a sudden you know, start putting that in the market. Even with market volatility and using the bear to your advantage, when you look at the market long term, the average return is around 14%, lowest is around eight. If you're paying 30 on a credit card, you're not beating it by investing those dollars. So be mindful of utilizing those in the most efficient way and effective way long term. Don't get, you know, that short term bias and Mm -hmm. think, oh, I'm going to get this opportunity because it may not work out in the short term when you need that fund, those funds back. Instead, pay off high interest uh, debt first. Mm -hmm. Because the sooner you free up budget cash, the sooner you're going to be able to make major progress on your goals, Mm -hmm. Um, which goes along with the next one, which is to have your emergency fund funded. That means three to six months of your monthly expenses put in an account that is cash. So this is your bank in a money market or in a savings account that you can access if needed. Um, If you haven't made that a priority, make that a priority now. Yeah. And if you are really, really determined to make headway, then consider taking up a side gig. That way you get extra cash flow to either you know, pay down that debt faster that you have or build up that savings even quicker. And then if you're in the position to do so, you can prioritize investing. If your emergency fund is healthy, if you don't have a bunch of non-mortgage debt, um, then you've got these items on sale out there that you can buy. Now, not all sales are created equal, so use good guidance and prudence in what you're choosing to invest in. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you're in the position to do it, 
then now is a great opportunity. And then just stay the course, right? Mm -hmm. With your current savings, your employer plan, your IRA, right? If you're contributing to your, if you have a 401k or some other type of employer plan, then yeah, continuing to make those contributions is also a very uh, healthy way to just continue buying the bear because uh, that's exactly what you're doing, especially if you're getting a match mm -hmm. uh, for your contributions. You know, that's so something that we would definitely uh, say consider doing uh, even while you're you know paying off non-mortgage debt and that kind of thing. And it's an easy, it's kind of an easy button for savings because you can adjust your employer plan usually pretty efficiently. Mm -hmm. So if you've made some progress on your debt and you've got that emergency savings together, you could simply increase that employer plan contribution a little bit. And every time you get a raise, increase it a little bit more. And that's a little trick that'll get you where you need to go a lot quicker over time. In regards to, uh, again, the, the potential, right, that you have right now, I mean, we're where we are right now, the S&P 500 is down about 20%. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the NASDAQ is down about 30, mm -hmm. right? So when you think about those numbers, right, that gives a lot of people quite a bit of encouragement, right, to to want to invest because they understand, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm buying this bear at a discount, mm -hmm. right? So even when you were talking about, uh, you know, back during the pandemic and what was going on, yeah, I had some investors that actually doubled their money during that time, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, just like you were saying, you have to be very careful about the things that you're investing in. Yes, because there are some individual companies that are still going to struggle for a while. So being being careful not to just invest in individual companies, kind of spread out your, your risk mm -hmm. to make sure that you're covered no matter what. So it's time for our two cents, and I'll go first. Um, buying low and selling high is a basic principle of profitable investing. It's something everybody wants to do. But don't put yourself in a bad situation by buying low and then having to sell lower because you didn't have an emergency fund that was healthy. Make sure you're set up for success before you get started buying that bear so that the bear doesn't get you instead. Yeah. And here's the other thing. If you are nearing retirement, then this has a completely different spin for you, right? Mm -hmm. So there's this thing called sequence of return risk. And that's basically in you know common terms just means if you're retiring into a down market like 2022, right? So I can't imagine folks, you know, that were planning on retiring this year and all of a sudden find their portfolios down 30 percent, mm -hmm. right? Or 20 percent or whatever it is. Right. So on top of, you know, what they were already planning on taking out of their account, now their portfolio is down. Right. So we talked a lot about uh, buying low and selling high today. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that would be the opposite for yeah. them. Right. It's the the probably bought high. Right. Like the shares that they brought last year, mm -hmm. they're absolutely down right now. So being very conscious about how you're going about in retirement, what you're selling, what you're doing with that. Uh, that's definitely something that you want to be uh, careful about. You know, I would definitely say we would encourage you to to meet with a professional just to make sure that you have a plan in distributing those assets and getting that income from your plan. And this is why we encourage people to start that planning process earlier. You know, we've got clients who are retiring this year and they're in good shape because we had already put their assets in the right places to handle this bear market. So regardless of what stage of your investment life you're in, we have different strategies that can help you. And it's really important to make sure you've got the strategy that works best for your situation. It's hard to put a price tag on a bear, but we hope that we've given you some good tips to invest in this market like a pro. Stay with us next time when we talk about home equity and how to use it. Thanks for listening to the Talking Sense podcast. And if you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe to the podcast to get all the newest episodes. The GenWealth team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com. 
or call our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. And while we like to have fun here, we're also financial advisors, and that means disclosures. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. General Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC.